Hello, my loves. I am really excited to share this conversation that I had with Heidi. Heidi is somebody that I met at Sound and Silence, the festival that I was at and taught Joyflow at. And we were there the week that all this was really starting to ramp up in the US. And I met her, sat down at a table next to her at lunch. We started talking and immediately just felt really, really called to do a session with her. And so I did, um, I did a reading where she read my whole, my whole birth, birth chart and told me, you know, about my past lives and, you know, who I was in those past lives and really just fascinating stuff. And so she's just such, such, such a ray of beautiful light and, you know, her voice brings me just so much peace and so much joy. And I'm really excited to be able to introduce you to her. This conversation, we dig into shadows, a little bit of astrology 101 I had her do. Um, and what else do we do? She talks about soul astrology, which is the type of astrology that she does specifically. And, um, kind of just like a whole host of other things in between. So I hope that you find this conversation to be of value, to be inspiring. At the end, she leaves us with a reading, um, a tarot reading for, for this new moon that we're entering in Taurus. So I hope you enjoy and I wish you a lovely rest of your day. As always, please reach out if I can be of any help to you. I have... This upcoming Sunday, Community Joy Flow, per usual, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, which you can sign up for free on my website. I am also doing meditations, three for $33, custom meditations for you. And I still have a few spots available for one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching, guidance, mentoring to build the life you crave. So please reach out. Um, please join me this weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Much love. Enjoy the conversation. Absolutely. We have data. It's amazing. Awesome. All right. So can we, should we, can we start over? Let's start over completely. It might be completely different, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> we maybe should we, let's take just like one. Let's breathe. Yes. All right. How many, how many should we do? What's our magic number? Four. Four. All right, cool. All right. Take an inhale in. Exhale it out, letting go, poor connection of the past. <laughs> Inhaling in, exhaling out, only good, solid connection. Another inhale in for love. Exhale out for love. And last inhale in for clarity. And exhale for togetherness. Hmm. I think we're in. We're in. We're so in. Amazing. All, in. <laughs> All right. Well, hi again. I feel like I'm like actually talking to you now. Um, yes, we're having a real conversation. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, round two, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and just get, just get to understand your story and where you came to be in this field of astrology and how it's been impactful for you 
and what it means to you and how you sort of use it as a tool to build the life you crave and how you encourage others or maybe not to to do it for themselves. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Very happy to be here with you, Sarah. Sarah Joy. I love saying that. <laughs> hmm. So why don't we kick it off with just maybe like a little bit of your background and how you found astrology and maybe where you were in your life when you found it and maybe how that helped bridge the connection of you finding it? Of course, yes, yes. Uh, well, I come from a background of, of philosophy, first Western philosophy at university, and then I um, discovered yoga and meditation. And I started to teach yoga and meditation, but all my life I've been very interested, uh, fascinated by the stars, by those planets and how they communicate with each other. So I've been, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been interested, like I've been reading about it since a decade, but then I came into soul astrology at some point and that really changed, like I needed it. I think we're like at a point in time where life is really a therapy for us. And I needed some kind of therapy because I met a person, somebody who was everything that I needed to deal with, all my shadows, <laughs> in a skin. And I saw this astrologer who did past life astrology, soul astrology, however you want to call it. And by her explaining to me what were the lifetimes that I shared with that person, I came to an understanding and a sort of instant forgiveness for all the mess. Hmm. And I thought it was so powerful that, and I wished I could give that to someone, this kind of clarity. Because also when she, she, she kind of like designed my soul journey and it was everything that I ever felt in my life to be true, but was invisible. I think we mentioned that the conspiracy of the invisible that also makes us meet the people we meet at the times we meet them. And there is this, there's this wonderful knowledge, very ancient knowledge um, that is there for us that has always been there. And now it's kind of traveling back to the present to, um, to help us um, live in this incredibly accelerated times where, yeah, sometimes like there, because I always, I always think that like to live, actually, we don't need to know what our past lives were. It's sufficient to go straight towards what you love. But sometimes you are not doing that. Oftentimes there are things that just block you and we don't, we're not really seeing it. And for me, it came in the shape of a whole person, what I needed to see about myself. But I think that now, uh, nowadays we can, we can get there faster through other techniques as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that, uh, that through meditation and the things that you teach, um, you can you can come to to similar understandings, you know. Because our wounds, they kind of our wounds, our shadows, they kind of the portals to our healing, and from that we we can create the strength to uh, to be doing what we are here, what we came here to do. <laughs> I so feel that I love that concept of wounds as our portals, because you know I think of what I'm doing now and, and sort of everything that I preach and I'm, you know, trying to encourage people and sort of like what you said of like how we're not, how we're sometimes not doing the things that we love. And, you know, on my end, the terminology that I use is building the life that you crave. And for me, I had recognized that in a pa it was being in a relationship for so long 
where I wasn't listening to my inner knowing and I was continuing to suppress that and it was really painful during it and of course and, and after it but it, it took going through that and opening up that wound and and living that wound for me to get to where I am now because I don't ever want to go back there yeah so you face the shadow you you face the shadow yeah it's 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 really wonderful how um yeah how like it seems contradictory but at the same time it's not it's about embracing our true potential for transformation right and like how things spin out because like we have these classical shadows like betrayal abandonment violence abuse all these things they are there in the chart they are there in the chart and they are there um in the soul journey that i draw in the sky and I, just this recognition of where we come from and how we actually it, it's, it's empowering we chose to come here and the felt experience of that, because we can say it as much as we want. If you don't feel it, it doesn't really teach you anything. So I think for some people, astrology is a wonderful tool um, to deal with experiences and to come to an understanding that is, this is happening for us. As much as it is, and even more than it is happening to us, right? Mm. So, yeah, I think we come from a similar kind of... Um, kind of background with that. Um, I call it Unfold Your Soul, Your Work Is Your Life of Art. That's what I write on, on my website. So I go, I, it's true that I, I, I talk about the past lives, but eventually it's about this one. Mm. So if it's gonna help the person to know, I'm gonna bring it in, but it's also, it, it, it's a very intuitive, practice although the science is there it works with the rays of light there are seven I can tell you many things about that but in a way it's also about presence and how to how to um how to connect and see what the person what the person needs and for me in that time i really needed to know that knowing that knowing these relationships that um i had had in the past with this person with this soul, it, um, it kind of released me. Mm. It set yeah. me free. It's <laughs> like an openness that needs to be there. And then when you are open to it and there's like something that you're longing for, it is, it's like that conspiracy of the invisible that brings you whatever yes. it is. Look at it and be like, oh, okay, this is why it was happening for me. <laughs> it was happening. Yeah. Yes. I love yes. that. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about, like, about the charts and about, like, would you say drawing the soul journey in the sky? Like, I think, you know, definitely right now, like, astrology is, in terms of, like, in the media, like, social media, like, you've seen it rise and stuff a lot, I feel like. And, you know, I think there's a lot of talk about, like, birth charts and all these things. And it's like, so what is that and like what does that mean and how is it helpful how do you use it and how do you use it as a guide to you know do whatever you do <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you and that talks also about embodiment so i uh i really like that so basically there's a photograph we can take from the sky from the instant you were born and in that blueprint 
there is a um, there are personality tendencies that are drawn. These are there to work for you. What I read is the soul underneath. I'm only concerned with the personality if it is blocking or if it's something that will not help you in this moment to go for, forward. And that's, of, that's oftentimes the, the case because eventually this charge, this natural charge is something to transcend in this life, something to work with and something to navigate through. And then you'll, we, we, sometimes I, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a person and I can feel into like, okay, this is where the person is on the patch. If they are like soul infused and they seem to be doing um, their work of art, that is their life, they seem to be living their best life. I'm gonna look at different uh, combinations, different combinations of, of, of planets. For example, to get, well, you are Scorpio rising, right? That's, that's what's going on, yes. So we have a traditional ruler for that and we have a soul ruler for that. And then they talk to each other as well. So it's basically this big conversation in the sky of energies. I always say like, why would they not be communicating with each other? They're all spinning around the sun. They are commun like the moon is spinning around us as kind of a memory um, of what we once were. So, and we're all very connected to this, to, to the moon. I like also the idea that astrology can give us a sense of understanding of the personality of time. And there are many great astrologers that are doing that on YouTube. For example, now we have a very wonderful new moon. And I feel this is really why we're speaking right now about embody, because it's happening in Taurus, which is such an embodied sign. It's, it's the bull. It's the bull's eye as well. And they say that the Buddha was a Taurus here to bring the light through the form and through the senses. And so it's our earth moon. So this is really fresh start for the earth and the intentions that we have as humanity on how we treat her. Because we're going through this immense shift and um, we're kind of forced in it. So for people who have a meditation practice and who are used to go within, this might not be, wow, the big revelation, but then there are many of us who have never had that gift of time now to, to sit with, okay, what is this larger energy? What's the eagle's view of this? What is, what, what is the sky saying about this? And uh, yeah, with this new moon, we, we have uh, the full moon of, uh, of the Taurus uh, new moon is called the flower moon. Ain't that beautiful? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's wonderful that we're talking about astrology now. It's really like a, a new start, a fresh start, a new moon. All of it. <laughs> I also, you know, I think it's <clears throat> fitting, right? Uh, and I hadn't thought about this until now. Of, I didn't know that this moon, this new moon was about embodiment and the senses and everything like that. Because really what I'm finding myself stepping into, which is, I mean, and we talked about this last week when you said, I believe that you had said, joy, joy flow the hell out of yourself. But like, I'm really <laughs> stepping into that and recognizing that. And my, like the way that I've originally started communicating with people was through fitness and the body. And now I've used that as a tool of saying like, okay, well, you can use your body to embody whatever it is or like feel the physical strength and that will transcend into mental and emotional. But I'm really recognizing now that that like joy flow is a way to offer people. It's another tool just as astrology is for you, but I'm finding myself step more and more into that, which is about total embodiment and movement. So that's cool. 
I think that's really beautiful and that works, it works super well together because in a sense, I feel like what we need in the West is we need that embodiment. Why are asana yoga practice so popular right now? It's because we, we are very much attached to the material. We see everything through the material lens still very much. So when you can discover, when you can give someone an experience on a mat just with their bodies, so many things are going to come through and are going to be already filtered without it. We have to take it to the mental plane and start like butchering it into all kinds of thoughts and fragmentation and separation and all that right. stuff. So I, I really believe in that. And like in soul astrology, it, um, it works also with, with kind of degree. I don't really like initiation because it feels like that there are levels and we're all on the path, but there's something called the physical initiation and, so first you have a control over your body, then the emotional, and then, then the mental, the etheric. So what I do is very much into the etheric field in, in, in the conspiracy of the invisible, what we cannot see. But eventually we have to bring it down to what this life is about. Um, and that is actually living it without mm. stepping out of the moment all the time to analyze it. It just, yeah, it, it's kind of a, a flow from both sides, uh, both sides. And I would not be, uh, be, do, be doing the work that I do, or I could not be doing it if I would not have my, uh, my yoga practice. And that moment where I really, I actually really have come to the understanding of the word grounding mm. this season. I always thought like, what's this like new age word? Like, what does it actually mean? And it, I, I feel like now I feel it. I can embody it, like what it means to be standing on the ground. Maybe you can speak that a bit. What does it feel like to you? I've been spending these uh, moments just with my feet on the ground in Tadasana mountain position, which is basic standing yogic position for like 15 minutes. Just feeling that being on the ground and I, I met you at a, a gathering festival and like I've done Envision Festival before that and I was reading so many soul journeys everything just so in the mind in the etheric being being yeah. so connected that even food the food would make me descend and disturb it so mm -hmm. after that all I needed is to just like feel the ground underneath my feet <laughs> and what it is to have a body again i think it's so important um yeah and i think we spend a lot of time i feel like we spend a lot of time in our minds and before yoga i was never really aware of that of how much um yeah control that constant chatter um had over me i love what you just said about just like feeling what it's like to have a body again because, and I mean, and you already made this point of just, but how disconnected are we from our bodies? Or, you know, on the contrary, like when we have that, that gut feeling or that inner knowing, how often are we just suppressing it and being like, no, no, no. But it's like, our bodies know everything. Our bodies speak a language, the way we hold ourselves, you know, dictate how we feel, how, yeah, how we're feeling. And like, God, I just if we could all just listen to what this thing has to say, <laughs> you know. Yeah, our body is kind of the gatekeeper of time, right? It stores mm. all these informations. I, I remember first time I went to a um, kinesiologist. Is that the word in, uh, in English as well? A kinesiologist. 
they can test just like with your neurons where the shadows or these blockages lay in time. So your body actually keeps time. That's a, that's a Saturnian thing. We have like this big shift of Saturn, the, the planet of, of karma and, and, and like what we embody here, the shadows we embody here, the, the limitations we have also within our body. So yeah, I think that it's, it's our body is the most intelligent teacher. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I learned, I was in, um, I went to Bogota, Colombia at the beginning of the year for um, just a two-day workshop with Joe Dispenza. And, you okay. know, Joe You just blocked? No. Dispenza, like Joe Dispenza, yeah, yeah. Yes, so I, went to, I went to one of his workshops and, you know, the biggest thing that he talks about is how our thoughts are, are directly correlated to an emotion and there's an energetic blueprint to every single emotion so if we're having the same thoughts that are maybe have a negative emotion every time we have that we're putting that energetic emotion that energetic blueprint into our body and our body stores it yeah and everything like that is such a great way to say it and I, obviously i come from a place of, of symbols and i love symbols but emotion is the water in tarot and in astrology it's 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 where we store the heart it's also the houses in the sky but that doesn't really matter uh what that means but where the water is where we see the soul memory because that holds it and we're made of water so water is is our memory in astrology these words mean the same like mother uh, moon water memory mm. emotion this is all kind of the same thing and so i'm thinking that like if we have all that water within us, this is kind of running through our bodies and in such also what we put into our bodies, it's also a memory because that's mainly water. And then we store that within us and we become that in a way. So um, yeah, I really relate to that. I, I, yeah, it's always why I preach uh, to drink water consciously, to drink several glasses in the morning, to say nice things to it because it's kind of as if you're saying it to the water it you you are saying it to the water that is entering your very body so yeah i actually you know i was talking to um to a client a few weeks ago and one thing that she struggles with a lot is just hydration at all and so we talked about like creating a little water ceremony for <laughs> when she would just you know drink a cup of water first thing in the morning and so but i you know, I love having that knowledge now about water and like, you know, that additional thing, it makes the ceremony even more like important, I think. Yes. And I love that you told her that. I remember <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. I love, I love the water. I think it's the medicine of the future. Mm. It's so beautiful too. Cause right. Like it's been around since the beginning. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Medicine of the future. But you know history of and it, it can have so many shapes I'm, I feel like so thirsty why you say this yeah. it can have shapes it can be anything I think it was Bruce Lee who said that he has this this video where he's like explaining like it can be mist can be a waterfall can be the river like it has so many manifestations and you know I'm just thinking about there's um a really amazing study that was done that showed water um like water when it was frozen and how it froze differently when it heard like really nice, like, 
like positive music and maybe even like people like speaking positively to it versus like when it heard like heavy metal or like negative sounds, whatever it was. And when the water heard the positive vibrations, mm -hmm. it rose in these really beautiful, intricate flower-like styles. But on the contrary, when it was, when it was hearing the negative vibrations, it was just like splatters all over the place. Of chaos, right? Yeah, I love how you said flower-like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I love that work. It, it just, it's just so amazing. And, and, and I liked what you said when they speak to it. So we speak to ourselves. So, and then all that water, so we speak to our own water. So why not whisper into your glass of water, you're beautiful. <laughs> it can't hurt, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. I love that. Um, there was something that I wanted to ask you based on what we're, oh my God, the water, the embodiment, I guess. Oh, oh, I wanted to ask you, I know you said like, we don't have to get into it, but I want to understand what are the houses? The houses. So okay. can you explain that? Can you do just like, like astrology 101 quick breakdown? Yeah. So yes, yes, of course. So we have the sun, right? That is your heart, your heart center, your presence, mm -hmm. the path you are to walk. Your sun will be in a certain sign. Um, and that is your, what people know as a horoscope. And that's, that's why you would say, I'm a Scorpio or I'm an Aquarius. But that actually just means that your sun is in that sign. There's also all these other planets full of meaning that are communicating to that sun and to each other, like Venus, Mars, Saturn. We know, we, we know them. So they, they also have a sign mm. and a house. And so the house is calculated from a point um, that we call the ascendant or the rising sign. So there is the eastern horizon um, at the moment you were born. So at the hour, the eastern horizon points at a certain sign and that is your rising sign. And from there we draw the houses in the sky. So for example, your sun can be in let's say your eighth house which is the house it's an interesting house of intimacy with the soul of basically is the house in traditional astrology we call sex death and finances <laughs> uh, shared finances so if your son is there you're gonna be your present path is going to be you're gonna be interested in these kind of things of intimacy with the soul of uh, of all those things so it's kind of the area in which this planet is going to unfold and develop it, develop itself. So there's 12 houses, but these 12 houses are also related to the, to the signs and the planets. It's, it's a big communication between all of them. The sun, for example, rules Leo and the fifth house. Leo, it's the heart-centered expression. It's the artist, it's the children, it's lighthearted romance. It's all these things. The fifth house, it's also all these things. But depending on where your rising sign is, these energies commute, communicate in a different way to one another. And then still the planets, they talk in conversations with each other that can be conversations of fertility, of collaboration, of harmony, or it can be communications that are a bit more challenging, which will eventually have a big lesson or a big uh, big shop of data for you um, 
as you move along uh, through your sky because there's also like a, a progression uh, that is uh, that is happening through life uh, i'm sure that there are things that obviously when i when i sit in front of a person i can kind of feel where they are and sometimes i'm like this person has mars there but it's not at all reacting like that anymore it seems like it's overcome mm. And that's the beauty of soul astrology, because then we go look at another level, like what is there to look at now? What is the planet that is ruling that sector now? So, yeah, uh, maybe it's not like it's 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 complicated to uh, explain in a few minutes <laughs> what uh, what the work is, because it's so many things that come uh, into one. And I also look at it as, as one picture. Right. So. There's a lot of things that, that flow through intuitively um, as well while looking at those energies. So, yeah, I, we cannot be an learn to be an astrologer in one minute, unfortunately. <laughs> I would love to teach you that. But, uh, yeah, we can, go, we can move on from here with your own chart. Um, just real quick, like visually speaking, right? So if you have the sun and then you have the other planets, are the houses, like, you know, planets, like, you know, at least like from in my mind, like you can see the planets. Yes. Houses, is there anything visual or are they like the conspiracy of the invisible, basically? <laughs> well, the houses are not visible. They are s surreal. They are not realities. And right. in a way, if you do not know when you were born, yeah. uh, what well, time you were born, we could not calculate that. So what's interesting in this soul astrology that I do, for example, when I look at the past lives that people have shared, I do not need to know um, the houses. So I need to, don't, do not need to know the time of birth because we only look at the dense bodies, I call it. So the planets that actually have a shape in the sky and that we can see, we look how they communicate with each other. And we could do an astrology reading just with that information as well. I would pay a bit more attention to, to the sun itself and to, to the moon. And it's perfectly possible to do it without. It's just that with the rising sign, there is this whole new layer of precision of areas of your life where this is, these, these energies are going to be expressed. So that's, that's a bit the difference between, between the two things. But you could perfectly work without, without that. And that's the beauty also of these soul links. Um, that I do is that actually it's only like can be really good energies that are going on beyond that between two people are really stressful energies that are going on. But what I can see is what been actually materialized. What actually has been lived on this planet as a relationship between those two souls. And of course I'm willing to accept that that is also a, a story, but then, if the person comes for, for that, that is a story that um, that needed to be communicated in that moment. It's like with tarot readings. If you're watching tarot, like the cards, if you're watching it, I, I feel like it's for you, even if you're not watching your, even the, the reading for your sign. It's like right. you're there in the moment, so it's happening for you. The conspiracy of the invisible. You ended up yeah. there. <laughs> one thing that they can grab but there's something in there there's something in there yes I love hmm. I've actually been you know using that sort of concept like if I found myself in a situation where I'm like 
I don't really want to be here right now. Or like, you know, I think to myself, okay, but I, but I am here. Like there must be something for me here. So like, let me just kind of sit back and be part of it and just see what little nugget of wisdom or anything I might pick up during this time. Hmm. Uh, how is, what's your relationship um, with yoga in that? Because this is like, I really resonate with what you just said. It's something that yoga taught me like when I first started to take classes. Sometimes some teachers I really resonated with and they spoke to my heart and then others I was just like, what is this? Do I have to do this position again? And actually I was like, no, Heidi, that's just your judgment of this situation. Actually, you're here because you need to be here and there's something for you there, even if it's just to define what you're not into. Right, exactly. And that's as <laughs> important as anything else. Yeah, some contrast. Right. It's funny, I just had a memory when I was maybe 15 or 16, um, I was in New York City with my mom and we went to a yoga class and she had taken me to a yoga class for the first time when I was like 11. So it wasn't my first time doing yoga. Um, by, by that point, I had been, been doing it somewhat regularly. And I just remember we went to this class and it was a class that was they were like workshopping things a little bit now in, in the class and like using props and all these things. And I was getting so mad. I just wanted to be doing yoga, doing yoga. And I walked out of the class and I still remember it. Cause like now, you know, I would understand that being in a, you know, if I'm in a class, oftentimes I'll even do that sometimes, but it was just funny. And I am thinking now to our conversations about shadows, like, you know, that I think maybe was some sort of shadow of, but also then like showing me who I might become later. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and also like it teaches us flexibility yoga, but flexibility of mind yes. of mind. Yeah. Okay. I will be able to, I will, yeah. It's, it's so symbolic. Yeah. Us. Yeah. We're, we're flexible. Yeah. I'm flexible. Like, yeah. I like, um, Yeah, I like, I like that about astrology as well, because when you start to work with your natal chart and you, you can actually tell yourself like, oh, I'm doing, for example, Mars and Sagittarius here. Let me tap. This is not going to be very be beneficial to my situation. Let me tap into something else. But obviously this gets like super brainy. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's also a tool for people who, um, who really like, are very curious and, and like to learn a lot and decipher a lot so there it's it, it really comes in handy like it's kind of a, a resort so i i wouldn't drift into into a, a necessary uh a necessary analysis because this analysis it actually helps other people so i'm so happy that i i can bring that <laughs> yeah. yeah and transform it i love it and, and i think you know one last thing that i'll ask is what would you maybe recommend for somebody who is interested in astrology but doesn't really maybe know where the right resources or like what is right because there's different kinds of astrology right like you're talking about soul astrology but I, from my understanding there's a number of types yeah. well first of all i think that it's it's kind of 10 years of therapy in one session to like an astrologer 
when I first sat with this soul astrologer, I was like, wow, this is everything I ever felt told by you, this stranger who doesn't know me. And I think it's very powerful to get uh, a reading uh, of your chart. Obviously, there are ways to do that. I do them. <laughs> but you can also... Um, on YouTube, there are so many great astrologers that are doing weekly podcasts talking about the personality of time through how the planets communicate. If you want to learn, like that's a great way to start, I always think. Then, like studying your own chart online okay. can happen. There are these uh, automatic reports, and I'm thinking with the astrology, like with the power of technology now and all the brains that put this information in these computers, it might be that you learn something and I feel like, okay, if that's the, uh, that's the website you're going to hit, uh, probably there's a message for you there. Mm. But yeah, um, it's a beautiful experience to have a soul journey done. I do, I do, I do them. I do them online as well. So I have a website. <laughs> it's Heidi Wang. Heidi as in Heidi and Wang as in W-A-N-J-R-G. I'm always wrong in English. <laughs> and dot, dot net, dot net. So you could book an appointment there with me, but there are many ways to get into this, right? Like what book is going to speak to you first in the domain? That's really, I can give advice on that, but it seems a bit like there's so much information out there. Um, yeah. What would, could you name like maybe two or three of the people on YouTube that you might recommend? Yeah. Yes. YouTube, I, I love, you know, did you see when we went to, uh, we, we met at Sound and Silence and there was Kai Pacha there and he has new paradigm astrology. He's amazing. He's also in Costa Rica, always shooting near a waterfall. Like this was one of the first people actually who got me into astrology on a more global level like what does this energy mean for the planet what's going on in the world and he does these weekly reports and he's super enthusiastic and he explains it in such a cool dramatic way i, d I don't know like yeah i love him <laughs> in silence and can i tell you i'm so happy that you said him because i have been trying I mean, there was no way that I was going to remember his name. I've been waiting to get his name put back into my life because I've wanted to YouTube him because he was so great. I loved the session that he ran. Um, that so was amazing. He was awesome. Yeah, and, and that that kind of session he does every week uh, on YouTube. So uh, yeah, it's called uh, the Paleo Report, and it's Kai Pacha, New Paradigm Astrology. Okay. I also love a woman uh, whose name is Nadia Shaw. Okay. And she also um, does similar reports. Um, they also work together, actually. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a small community. And at the same time, uh, there's such a vast amount of knowledge. I'm so happy that you like that. Yeah, he, he, he did a great job. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love that guy. He's awesome. And then, you know, we did our session, which was, so, and to your point of just like somebody saying everything, that you've been feeling in one session, like, yes, yes, yes. And I've taken, like, I have notes that I had written down from after our session, which was basically like, just kind of like words and phrases that were like sort of bringing true from, from our reading. And I've really like continued to see myself step into them or, or them to show up in different ways. So wow, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really well. Cool. 
if we don't have time for it now, I would love for you to tell me at some point uh, what they were and, and how that they how they showed up because yeah, it's very interesting for me to uh, to see and I'm happy that yeah. it resonated. Like that's what I do it for. Like yeah, it's so ha I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was such a blessing when I sat down next to you at that table. Yes. <laughs> Very, very fruitful pancakes. Very fruitful. And it's funny, because that, that first conversation was about relationships, if you're, yes. or just like dynamics. So it's been fun to, to see that unravel. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's been fun to see that unravel. I like that word too. It's been fun. Yes. It is, right? And that's, that's my biggest goal, is just to have the most fun with everything, because because why not, is my, is my thought. <laughs> the person who has the most fun always wins. <laughs> I'm the least competitive person ever. So a lesson yeah. of attachment as well. <laughs> That's very interesting because I have the same. I mean, if we would play ping pong together, it would just be two people just standing like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we just need a big bag with all the, <laughs> with all the balls. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, well, to, to close out, so, you know, I think I told you this, but I'm asking um, anybody who is gifting us with their presence to also gift us with some bit of inspiration. And so I know you have your cards. Um, so maybe Definitely, if you can, like share just, you know, what you're about to give us and I'll, I'll pass it off to you to close it out. <laughs> Sarah Joy, thank you so much. It's been such a joy. I'm putting some love in these cards. Such a blessing meeting you and all your gifts. And already two cards fell out. I'm pulling three cards, just a simple progression, um, the invention of time, past, present, and future for this new moon cycle, this earth moon that starts 22nd of April. And it's a cycle of a month because it's a moon. And I just three cards so general energy so it's pretty wonderful we start with an ace of cups which kind of a new emotional start it's like a new beginning for your emotions with all the water that we talked about it's this overflowing cup that's overflowing with love and stars and standing there like so gloriously covered in gold so it's as if we enter this new cycle with a new beginning for love, whatever it is that you love, start anew. Maybe it's not a whole new thing, but you can give it like a, a fresh jolt of love. And then for this full moon, for the middle of the cycle, we have the five of swords and five is always a number of change. And swords is always mental energy. But with this deck that I'm using, it's a cosmic tarot. And you have this guy laying in savasana, so laying in the end position, the corpse pose of surrender. So it comes with a decent amount of surrendering, this cycle. So yes, a new fresh start, but then just allowing it in. Let's allow it in and let's lay down with it. And like, just put down the weapons, put down the, stopping the effort so much and Going, waiting for the inspiration to take you and lift you up again. So more working with inspired action. Because then we have, um, as a last energy here, the three of pentacles. And I really love that. 
for um, for this reading and also for this moment that we had together. Because what is this actually? It's a card of collaboration and cooperation and people working together. And the three is always expansion. So three, it can be read like literally three people working together, but it's mostly read as a moment of expansion, of fertility, of everything that can grow when people come together and join to meditate, to do anything, to do that thing that you've always wanted to do. So these are some general energies for the new moon in Taurus. I am, I've been trying to do this for trying. I've been doing it for this channel that I'm building, building myself, Unfold Your Soul. And I am putting up readings for all the signs. I'm just hoping and praying for this vibrant jungle Wi-Fi to allow me to do it. So if you want to check it out, uh, you can find me on YouTube as well. It's called Unfold Your Soul. And I um, read some cards there for you. Amazing. Uh, and I'll make sure to include that link as well as link to your website if people want to book with you one-on-one, -on -one, which I could not recommend more. And I'll also include the links to both of those other channels that you, you mentioned as well for the, the global energy. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for your time and energy and just being you. Mm, yes, you've been such a wonderful tapestry of the different kinds of joy <laughs> we can have in this world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God.